This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. This is the reality that sets in about age and just how old we all got. And it just makes you kind of like, again, you just, your hands just go down on your knees like, damn. If, the, if, 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 the, if today's kids today could see their mom at the freak meet. You know what? Don't put what that would they think? What, what would they so, think about their mama? <laughs> <laughs> or, or at the MTV, like those, like, the, remember MTV's had the, like the big concerts, Hell DMX yeah. and all them people, like the NBA, like the, the spring break? Yes. If they, saw, if they could see their mom at that spring break. Oh. Oh, what a day. Can you imagine? Mm-mm. But that's like the, I always, my wife always does that too. She's like, like we start talking about old times and she's like, don't tell them that. Like, don't share that. Like, what do you mm-hmm. mean? It's all right. You had a day. We all had a day. Yeah. Nothing and listen, our grandparents at Woolstock with all them damn drugs and free love and those clothes on. Have you ever watched those documentaries? <laughs> yeah. You start seeing things, you're like, hey, it was high that's as hell. somebody's grandmother. Right <laughs> they was high as hell. Well, they, they definitely were. But still. <laughs> but like that second Woodstock they did, the one that was a disaster. Yeah. Not that the first one wasn't either. But the second one was an absolute disaster. That one, the documentary on that one, you still you see people and you're like, that's someone's grandmother yeah. or grandfather, right? That's now. why I don't judge. That's why I don't judge my kids. You know what I'm saying? I don't say, oh man, y'all kids today because our parents no. said it about us. Man, I, I always say that too. When, when whenever someone from my generation starts complaining about what like you know Lizzo or some actor, you know somebody does, I'm always like, like, oh my god, can't believe she's showing that or doing that. I'm like, did, yeah. did you forget Madonna? Yeah. Did you forget Madonna? You like, remember, stop it. You remember all the Luke videos? Please. Go, yeah, right. uh, it's your birthday. It's birthday. <laughs> go, 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 Red. But like, meanwhile, what? Bart, you know we're already in hour number three, right? Oh. Yeah. Hour number three, mm. Bart and Han, 98.7 ESPN, right in the heart of New York City. And when it's hour number three, Bart Scott, what's that mean? It's the power hour, 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 hour. What is this, Five Deadly Venoms, Big Trouble Little China? Where's the gong? <laughs> I just really hate that gong. <laughs> it's, 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 so like, it's, like the, it's like the metal sheet. <laughs> it really is. I, I, feel like like, I feel like Raytner or Scorpion's about to come out. See, that's our gong. Get over here! Yeah, it does feel like it's a like the big combat. trouble little China. Like when the man, when the, when the electric man, the fake Raiden, come down from the sky. <laughs> like seriously, that. Wow. Yeah, um, that's that's more like that's more the, like a Mortal Kombat gun. Yeah, or, go, or Golden Child him. or Golden Child. I I won't <laughs> deny. <laughs> Could be that Please. too. Hey, um. So the the NBA released its uh, by the way eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Get in on the conversation. The NBA released their um, first wave of All Star voting. So the first fan returns are Bobo. up, right? Bobo. So here are some of the uh, the names at the very top of the list. So you have LeBron James, of course, and Kevin Durant on the on the East side. Are they going to be the captains? Do they get to pick the well, team? Well, yeah. Usually it's the the highest vote getters. Both of them are the highest vote getters. Then after that, Giannis, um, 
and Embiid and Tatum. There's your those are your front court. So front court's only three. So it's Durant, Giannis, and Embiid. So right now Tatum's out. What you don't see in the front court in the East is anyone named Julius Randle. In fact, Kyle Kuzma Get out of here. has the seventh most votes. Kyle Kuzma, ladies and gentlemen. He's Nick Claxton he's a, has he, the ninth most votes. Um, Julius nowhere to be found. Where's New York at? This is also interesting, by the way. On the front court side for the West, LeBron, Jokic, and AD. Zion AD? is fourth, which means he wouldn't start. AD? Yeah. I know he was having a historical clip. But man, availability is, well, is the best back. ability. So the guard side of things on the on the West, it's not Kyrie. a surprise. Oh. It's, it's Steph Curry and Luka Doncic, and uh, John Morant is so far behind those two. There's no chance he's starting. Kyrie Steph Curry did. has two point seven million, and Luka has two point three. Kyrie's on the, not on that on the list. On the East, no. This is what I'm saying. On the East side, Kyrie Irving leads all guards, two million votes. He's quite so much for year. that. So much for that. And Donovan Mitchell, by the way, <clears throat> Knicks fans, is number two. So he would start at guard over James Harden. And he's got more votes than Harden right now. Mm. So that's that. But again, the, the only Nick on the list is Derrick Rose, who has the ninth most votes. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Yeah, no, no Jalen Brunson, no Julius Randle anywhere to be found in this whole thing. Again, I'm disappointed at the name. It's early. I'm disappointed at the name you didn't say. Weiwei. Yes. Where's Weiwei? <laughs> Weiwei is not in the league. You're looking for bold. Yes. Bowl. Yeah. He's not. He's not in the top ten. The African Weiwei. His teammate, though, Paolo Boncaro, has the eighth most votes. Wow. It's only the first run, though. They they do I think four of these or three of them. So it's okay. it's there's plenty of time. But I, I it just brings me though to the to the to the Julius Randle conversation because he's been phenomenal. He had the best month of his career just coming off that in December. He's averaging pretty much a double-double at this point. His numbers have been fantastic. And the Knicks are 21-18, and 18, so they have a winning record. And they'll get, they're guaranteed to have a winning record at the halfway point of the season, and they haven't done that in a decade. And he's playing great. And last night, he actually didn't play well. They get the win over the Spurs. It was, not a, it was not a pretty game, but they get the win. But there was one point where it was a bad pass kind of play, and it, last year, he would have hung his head, put his hands on his hips, and maybe jogged back. That didn't happen. He chased down and had an emphatic block shot. In fact, I think he blocked four shots, had three steals. And, you know, he just has, he's just a different guy than he was last year. Now, in the blowout win over the Suns, he did his walk-off interview with MSG Network's Rebecca Harlow. And I want you to listen to something that he said, and you think about this, that on Saturday – it will be a year to the day that he did thumbs down, shut the blank up to Garden fans, and he was booed mercilessly the rest of that season. Now, listen to him here with Rebecca Harlow on where he is and his favorite things now about this run he's on. Playing in front of the fans in the Garden, man. It's a love. I love it. What a turnaround. So I need to know from Knicks fans. At 800-919-3776. Because we saw Francisco Lindor do this. He went from the whole thumbs down thing yeah. to back in good graces, and they loved him again. So are you thumbs up with Julius Randle? That's what I need to know. Like, where are, where are Nick fans at with him? Because 
He should be an all-star. He's playing like one. He won't be a, a voted as a starter. But, I mean, and I've been highly critical of him, but it's impossible to be critical of him over the last six weeks of basketball that he has played. I mean. You got you nothing think- for me on this? Nothing? No, no, listen. He has been playing well, but, you know, it's, it always kind of goes with the perception, right? He's a good player, but he just doesn't have that name recognition, right? You would think that, you know. I didn't ask you if he's a star. That's not what I'm asking you. A year ago, I mean, he was at a place that there, there's no there's, – it's very hard to return from a place like that. When you're thumbs down, when you're telling fans to shut the blank up, the attitude he was carrying, he was yeah, not yeah. playing hard. Normally, you are done. There's no chance. Like, it's you got to get him out of New York. He's never recovering from this. And I want to see, like, a year later, he's – He's getting MVP chance that he's got. I'm not saying is he a star. I'm not saying anything about can he lead the Knicks to something special. I'm not asking that. I'm simply asking about whether or not this guy is, if you if fans are willing to embrace him again, or not. No, no, no. I, I th- I've seen I th- enough. I think we forgive and forget here in New York, right? I think everybody's entitled to a bad moment, right? You see that a lot of times with, with some Yankee stars, right? You know. You can always have what Yankee a, stars. I forgot. Was it? Uh, I forgot the guy that came here. And well, he never recovered. No. Nah. Yeah, he never it's, recovered. It's, it's it's it was more the the Mets thing. That well, was the big thing. Well, well, the the point the point is everybody loves a redemption story, and if you're playing well and you're winning for the Garden, they 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 love you, right? And the, the issue was last year. You know, it was high expectations for this team that you know when Julius Randle got them to the first round, they lost to to the to the Hawks. You know, it was it was optimism that they'll you know, they'll come back and they'll be able to win and only to be worse than he was a year before. I think that they just, you know, he he showed a lot of immaturity, right? Because he thought, hey man, I give you guys everything I got. I, you know, I was an All Star last year. Where's my love? Where's the love? He's like Roscoe Jenkins. Where's the love, Daddy? Show me some love, right? And yeah, you know, he just didn't get it. But he has to understand that in New York, you're always on the lease, right? You have to play well. You have to continue to play well. And when you when you don't play well. We see it with all our teams. You don't play well, they're going to let you know about it. No matter how good you've been playing, they will they will check you and let you know exactly. It's like the it's like the black wave that they have like with these um these uh K2 uh these uh K-pop fans, right? They don't turn the lights on. They give you that that black wave. They let you know, man, you have to entertain them. They have high expectations. And playing in the greatest arena of all, they expect you to play well, but they expect you to have the right attitude as well. Right, and they they expect you to appreciate the fans, and we have some of the smartest fans around. But I do believe that you know the way that he's playing, that they will forgive him, and it'll be one water under the bridge. But they that can come back if he doesn't play well. If they make it to the playoffs, or they have a playing game, and he doesn't play well, they'll hate him again. That's just yeah. New York. Yeah, well, that's it's, yeah, right. You're always just one loss away from being hated again. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six is the number. Curious to get, like I said, the response on this because I, I've been been waiting to see it and in the building you're starting to see that the fans are responding to him where it was always lukewarm start of the season very lukewarm but little by little as he's kind of just gone through the season it picks up and picks up and now I mean again he was at the free throw line on on Monday and you heard MVP yesterday getting ovations on that chase down block like I'm in my head I'm going is this all is it forgive and forget like is this all forgiven at this point We'll get to your calls momentarily. It's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. If you want to relive some of Michael K. Show's 20th anniversary, you can catch the Unplugged segments on the ESPN New York app. Just download the free ESPN New York app. 
Scroll down to the unplugged tile. Enjoy episodes one and two live now. It's brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games like Powerball, Mega Millions on your phone. Download the Jack Pocket app. Get your first Mega Million or Powerball ticket free using code ESPN. Must be 18 or older to play. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one 877 hope and why? All right, Bart, let's get to the calls. 800-993-776. Carlos in New York. What's up, Los? What's up, guys? How are you? Good. The thing with Julius Randle, man, is he's so frustrating. Like, I feel like for the first 40 minutes of the game, this guy's doing great. He's hitting shots or shy, like leading us. And it gets down to crunch time. He just makes the stupidest decisions. <laughs> the double teams come. The passing gets a little yeah. awry. Free throws. Yeah. yeah and we just spent $100 million on Jalen Brunson. Like, let this guy run the offense. Slow it down a little bit. You know what, though? Oh, man, Car- like, it's nice. Carlos, I'll, I'll say this. Thanks for the call. I actually think he's let – I think Brunson has actually been great for Randall because now Randall – like, his turnovers are down. Right. Because he doesn't have to be a playmaker. You don't have to facilitate. He's no. not a natural, and, and, natural playmaker. He's best playing off the ball. Right. And having off his facilitated tool. Yes. Just focus on scoring. That's what you're good at. And actually, he's been rebounding like a, like a monster. He's been great on the boards. So it's like almost like just play this role and you'll be fine, and I think that's what's working. And Brunson, uh, his his just his presence alone, I think has made him better. More uh, more on this. How about Dan in Garden City? What's up, Dan? Hey fellas, how are you today? Good. Good. Uh, I'm an old time fan. I go back to the 1960s for uh, uh, that first championship, first and only only real championship. Lucky you. Um, Luckily, you were there to see it. Is that before Christ, uh, BC, or? Stop Let me tell you, basketball was so good back in those yeah. days. And the superstars that were around the league were just unbelievable. To see yeah. Oscar Robertson play and all yeah. of them were fabulous, mm-hmm. fabulous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I wanted to talk about Julius Randle. Um, I think he's playing really, really good now. Yeah, he's got some faults. He occasionally will take a bad shot. But I'll disagree with the last caller. Uh, you need Randall to be a second option. You can't just take the ball out of his hands. The other team, they become so much harder to guard when there are two guys who can take the ball and do it all by themselves without passing the ball. And I think that's a great, a great weapon to have in the closing uh, minutes of the game. As long as his head stays on straight, I think Thibodeau has done a fabulous job helping him to resurrect his game and his, and how he passes the ball. And just Thibodeau's just done a great job getting him online and, in, you know, and into his mode of play. Yeah, see, hey, I, agree, Dan, I agree with that part, Dan. Dan. Dan, do you believe that New York deserves a bigger star? That New York be, be, uh, uh, deserves a bigger star? Right. Well, how, does it, how do you deserve a star? I mean, this is the you greatest city. This is the great. This is the greatest city in all the land. I mean, you come here; it's big buildings. Yeah, but you you, you got to get uh, the best of everything developed, or you get them. But they don't. You know, but you I, haven't I, had I one see. since Carmelo. Yeah, they don't deserve it because they wouldn't make a trade for one. So I see I'll where you're coming from. Dinner. As a fan, no, I don't need a superstar because I have respect for the overall game. Going back to the '69 to the 69 team that I idolize so much. Every one of those guys can shoot. Every one of those guys prefer to pass the ball to an open man. The team play to see them unselfishly yeah. on every play, every game, in and out. Mm-hmm. They just pass the ball to the I, open man. I appreciate I, that. 
you can't not love the game when it's played like that. Yeah, and Dan, so, you, no. but the game is so yeah. much different, though. But, like but no, but, but see, and Dan, thanks for the call and the perspective. See, Bart, I, I think what Dan's saying, though, and I think that's part of the issues going forward in New York when it comes to basketball, is that team set a standard that I don't think could ever be met. Which because it was such an unselfish team, but it was five is- guys that weren't in the top five in the league. There were other great players in the league, but they five of them became Hall of Famers because of how they played together, right? Yeah, like that's what was different about them, and, and it's just you, you, it's that's, hard that's to find teams yeah. like that to ever but, play like that again. But that's unfair. I mean, probably the last team that was like that was probably the Spurs with all the unselfish superstars. Yep. I think, I think, That's a good now, one. I think, I think now Golden State was like that for a while, too, the early part of Golden State's dynasty. I mean, they, see, they, they were so unselfish. See, but now they have superstars. They have two superstars. Like, I know we disrespect Clay a lot, and he didn't make the top 75, but he's deserving of that. I just think the game has changed so much, and I feel like the philosophy from New York hasn't changed. Like, you have to have a star. You well, have you, to start there. You have I to think go all this, in to get right. one. And that's the thing about Randall is that Randall will never really truly be embraced because it's like Carmelo wasn't truly embraced, and he was a at his and when he came to the Knicks, he was a great player. He's a top ten player in the league, and he wasn't fully embraced because he couldn't do it by himself, right. which no one was at that time. That was the the era of the big threes, and they just couldn't build a build a big three with him. So it, I, I just think that's big, not the era of the big twos. Yeah, and the Knicks right. don't really have a big two. Like they don't. I mean, you think about Paul George and Kawhi, right? Yeah, you never play. You, you look at all, but you look at all. You look at all the p- people. You know, LeBron and AD. Like yep. everybody has somebody. We don't even have the first superstar, right? We don't have one superstar. Everybody has like two. You're right, like Giannis and Holiday. Yes, but what you're saying, we already know. So we, like, they couldn't get the star. He was there to be had, and they decided not to get him. That's it. Donovan Mitchell. They had a chance. How, how they decided would, not to get him. How much would this hurt this regime? I think the it's fact going to, that they weren't, I, able, I they weren't right. able to close the close deal. No, no. Because no matter but, what. But no it wasn't they weren't playing, able. They weren't willing. Weren't willing. That's what, well, willing and able are pretty close to each other. Uh-huh. Right? Because somebody Big difference it. between willing and able. Yeah. If you're I mean, able to do it, if you're, if you're not able to do something, it was out of your hands. If you're not willing to do something, that's a choice you made. Yeah, and what makes it worse is now you have to watch in the Eastern Conference Donathan Mitchell do, do what he does. Tell you're me going to hear it. all about it. Tell it's me about like it. It's not like out in Utah. Tell like, me about you, it. You hear about it. It's front and center. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I, you, you're look, like I said, I'm living this every day. But it should not overshadow a player that two years ago was a revelation – Last year was someone that everybody, including myself, was like, this guy's never going to survive this. He can't be here anymore. You've got to move on from him. I really believe that. I thought for sure he was never going to survive this. And here we are a year later to the day, and he's got them chanting MVP for him at the Garden. That is surprising to me. Was two years ago his ceiling? No, he's playing better now. So is this time to try and figure out how to move Julius Randle? Well, that's some. That's some that's feel the, that, that way. Is this the His time to move him? His value is the highest it can be. As so many teams that need but a guy like him. The dangerous thing about doing that, Bart, is once you get you can't move him without getting someone who can do what he can do, which is production. But you can't do that. But you you'll can't be a lottery be, but, team but, in the snap of a finger if you, you move him you, and but, don't re, re, replace the production. But you can't be in the middle though. That's the problem. You either got to be bad or good. Like being stuck Man, in the middle. they've been bad for 10 just, years. It's time to start being at least good and build from there. Nah. Can we please? 
I think I think you got to move them and you got to take a big chance. You got to move guys. It's like to me, moving Julius Randle was like the Pistons. To me, moving Julius Randle. Are you saying that me, they should tank? I'm that saying the, now that they've got a team that's competitive and three games over five hundred at the moving, midpoint of the season, that this is like you know what, blow this up. Moving your best, moving your best player at the height of his value, being able to get more than anything because there's not a lot of wing players that's available. Let me tell you, is a smart move. It's I mean, you saw the Pistons. You saw, you, saw Pist- you saw the Pistons move Jeremy Grant. He was their best player. He's a good Are player. You, He's you a Julius Randle type a, of player. Bart, that's they're not a good comp- comparison. They're, they're not the a same. The Pistons comp- weren't winning with him. They weren't winning at all. What, They've been but, bad for a long time. But what? But they moved him to get value. But, that's but, all but, they did. But realistically, this year. And the year before, what are they really winning with Julius Randle? Well, They're last year be they didn't do anything team. because go- he was bad. Right, but they this are year- now in the sixth spot in the East, which is out of the play-in with him because he's playing well, and they have Jalen Brunson. I know but what's this the isn't leading to a championship this year. I get it, but I mean, for God's sakes, it's let's still better it. than let's being awful. Let, let's ask the people. Uh-oh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Talk a little Knicks here. As the question just being asked is a simple one. Is this Julius Randle's playing the best basketball? I'm telling you right now, it's the best basketball he's played in his career. I know he was most improved all NBA all-star two years ago. And I'm telling you, statistically, and the eye test, he's playing better now in this run. And a year ago... He was thumbs down in fans at the Garden, telling them shut the blank up, all that stuff. A year later, he's talking about how how he it's all love at the Garden now, getting MVP chance. So I just want to know from you, have you forgiven? I go, is is he back in good graces? Is it official? And Bart's saying, you know what? He's playing so well right now. Time to sell high. He's saying trade him. I'm like, whoa. Knicks are four games, three games over 500. Hey, man. Can you really do this? So let's get some more calls on this. Dave in East Meadow. What's up, Dave? Hey, guys. Welcome back. Full time. The best radio show in the best city. Appreciate it. Happy to have you guys back. Um, Yes, Julius Randle. All is forgiven. You know, when you do what he did, you have to work hard to get the respect back. And you can even tell by his body type. He's putting in the work and rebounding, as we all know, a lot of that is effort and hustle. And he's doing those things to embrace the fans. He's not only scoring, but he's doing the rebounding and trying to play better defense. You can tell, okay? Um, I will tell you also, my biggest problem this year is not Randall. It's the front office because – we heard about them accumulating assets, accumulating assets, young players, tradable assets, and then they have the time and they have the money and the wherewithal to go out and get a Donovan Mitchell, a young ascending clutch player, and they punt on it. Mm-hmm. And what I really want to know is, was R.J. Barrett, if, if he didn't have to be in that trade, then we should have took the lock off the unprotected picks 
and made it happen. Because yeah, to I, me, that's my biggest I think problem. he had to be in it, Dave. Yeah, thanks for the call. I, yeah, I but think even RJ had needed, to be in the deal and the unprotected picks as well. So as I said all along, it was both. They were looking for both. They wanted the young player and they wanted the picks. The Knicks weren't willing to do both. Well, sometimes you got to get rid of a good player for a great one. Of and course. I think we would argue that we wouldn't have an argument if we said that um, Jonathan Mitchell is a great player and Barrett is a good player. So, I mean, once again, that's another miss. That's what I'm saying. This is an opportunity to reassess. I mean, Israel, I feel- Israel's in Queens. Israel, sorry, boy, I thought you were doing No problem. Yeah, hi. Thanks for taking my call. So, I am uh, I think Israel deserves to recognize he's working real hard. He's playing much better. I still think he dribbles too much, uh, but he's become a better passer. And I think one of the problems is that the other players sit up, stand around admiring him or watching him. And if they moved more, then he would have more assists and wouldn't have to wait till the last second. Yeah, to they're working on bad that. shots. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good still, observation. I, I still think. Yeah, I still think that teamwork uh, goes a long way. Uh, I go back to the previous caller. I'm older than him, so I go back to Willie Knowles and Richie Garrett. But the uh, those Nick teams were a beautiful thing to watch. It was like a symphony, and yeah. so were the San Antonio Spurs when they won. And so were the Warriors when they won. Yeah. They, they, they put the ball around. They're perpetual motion. Everybody is moving to the open spot. And I think that's, in my opinion, one of the biggest problems the Knicks have is they stand around too much. Yeah, yeah they, hey, Israel, you're right about the standing around watching. It's something that they've been trying to break with more cutting and slashing. I think Quentin Grimes does a great job cutting and slashing. Yeah. Like, they need more of that. You're right about it, but, you know, still. I mean, So you believe that he does deserve to get some credit. The last, uh, some, yeah. Yeah. The, the last no-name team to win a championship was yours, Pistons. Was the Pistons, right? Yeah. I mean, they had no, they, they had all stars, but not really people that no, it, we would consider in the top stars. Right. thirty. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and I, that's I, hard, that's hard to do too. That takes a commitment to defense, grinding it out. Yep. And in this era, it's hard and to get a lot a team of people like the Lakers when they yes. were ready to just blow up. Yeah, that Laker but, team was they hated each other, and your your Pistons team caught them at just the right time. Can Julius Randle keep up this pace, right? That's the thing, too. Like, we, we've seen him perform at a high level and then get tired and worn down when it gets to the playoffs, yeah, well, right, I mean, as this his competition been, gets better. This has been a good five five weeks solid that he has played, I mean, just high-end basketball. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, like, when I we know. get, like, to the end, man. I you know, know what I mean? You, I you got, and he's not Remember? a young spring chicken anymore, so you have to start considering – Yo, and I know Tibbs don't really do this whole load management thing. Oh, oh sitting guys? Yeah, good luck with that. Or, or, just, with re- that. or just taking people like 10 minutes off their time. <laughs> Louie in the Bronx. What's up, Louie? Hey, what's going on, guys? Great to have you back. Um, but for one thing, I just want to say if Julius – I'm not a Knicks fan, but if Julius Randle was playing well, it looks like some of the Knicks fans are stepping back. That, that He deserves that. The other thing I want to say is this ain't the time to get rid of him. I mean, if he's playing well, you get rid of him, and then what, what the team does now? Do you just tank? Like, they're playing well. They're over 500. They look, it looks like he's the guy. I don't know exactly who's the guy. Is it Jalen Brunson or is it Reynolds they look for to take the last shot? I'm not it's, really sure. It's either one who has the matchup, but the ball's going to be that, in Jalen's hands. That's what, that was going to be my next point. That you're looking to have two guys that can do that, and they have that right now. So why would you want to get rid of one of the guys that can to do get, that? To, to get access. To get, to, to, because at the end of the day, no matter how well you are, you know that you legitimately aren't a contender for a title. And it's okay, yeah, I understand being good, but you play for these titles. And like I think – what if what if you get stuck with this contract and this contract becomes a bad contract in a couple of years because he's older and he falls off the cliff? What do you mean? Right? He, can I, can I ask one more question before you guys cut left. me off? 
Well, uh, let me ask you a question. Who exactly are you going to get for Julius Randle? Exactly. I'm just trying to get. Get, I'm trying to get assets, as many, many assets as I can get. How many assets are you going to get? They got and a many, million draft picks. Hey, they man, can't, look, you can't move them. Look, look at Oklahoma. Oklahoma got a bunch of assets. Yeah, they still how they win it. How they winning right now? They, listen, they they bought the, but they have the ammunition to make a big move. Do they? They they are a low budget, low small market franchise that's never going to make a big big market move. That's the thing about it's also the team this that has Kevin. This also the team that had Kevin Durant, James Harden, Serge Ibaka. Yeah, all through the draft, and they they didn't keep any of them because they wouldn't want they didn't want to pay them. Simple as that. And what Durant left because what everybody else was like, he's like, I, I all right, so now Russ is the guy. I'm out of here. So no, you can't make a comparison to a New York team and an Oklahoma City team. That's not a good comparison. The comparison to make is like, you know, where the Knicks are right now versus where the, the Lakers were when they had a lot of young guys, including Randall, and then cool Le- LeBron James said, I want to come to L.A. and set up my, my you know, post-career, and they just got rid of all these young guys and tried to build the championship team around Bloody LeBron, one, one. and they did by getting one in the bubble. That's what you're comparing it to. How do the Knicks get to that point where there's a, that next star that just for some reason he wants to play on this stage, and can they make it happen? They had that chance this summer. They didn't want to do it. End of the story. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Bart, back on first take tomorrow, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so tomorrow, back on ESPN on first take. Now, earlier this week, you were on first take, and um, as we talked about at the start of yesterday's show, Stephen A. asked you a question regarding uh, T. Higgins and mm-hmm. uh, DeMar Hamlin and the hit that led to – well, not the hit, but the contact that, right. that led to, of course, the, the play, the devastating um, results of that on Monday night. And as we said, and we played the sound, you, you were answering a question when Stephen A. said, what happened? That led to this, and you just explained how things can happen when it comes to the hit and when you put your head in a certain place and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, the internet, of course, ran with it as they always do. One NFL uh, reporter named Dove Kleiman decided to just clip the part of you talking about the physicality of the, the con- contact and told the world that you were clearly blaming T. Higgins for what happened to Hamlin which you clearly said in a previous segment that you don't blame anyone, that no one's at fault, but we cut that part out. Or not we, but Dove Kleiman did. Yeah, of course. Um, So he runs that. People start reacting to it, including, of course, Bills fans. And then on top of it, I mean, Bengals fans. And then on top of it, some players, including Michael Parsons, who you responded to just to make things clear. But still, this has not stopped the avalanche of criticism you're receiving for something that you did not really say, which is that you were blaming T. Higgins. Stephen A. Smith had had enough of it. So on first take today, he decided to say something in your defense. People are walking around acting like Bart Scott. Bart Scott was alluding to T. Higgins doing something like that on purpose. He did no such thing. That is not true. That is a lie. Okay. Nobody would be that insensitive for crying out loud, especially somebody like Bart Scott. That is false. He, I specifically asked him to explain what transpired on the play, doggy, because he was talking about how T. Higgins got the ball and was running with it and then at the last second created that yeah. kind of contact. It was a football play. 
and Hamlin tackled him. That's all that was going on. So I just wanted to get that out the way to come to my man's defense, who, who was explaining to me because I asked for an explanation for him to crystallize the football play that actually took place on the field because he was talking about how they'll probably eliminate you as a runner, you know, putting your head into a defender's chest or anything like that with your helmet. They'd probably outlaw that. Even though it's in the rule book now, they'll probably really focus on that rule moving forward. Stephen A. Again, he, he's just defending you. He was the one who asked the question, and he, of course, is he can't believe uh, the ridiculous amount of criticism you're now taking for this. I can't believe it either. Comes with the territory, but it, it's it's irresponsible. Well, let's be honest, it's irresponsible on Dove Kleiman's part for just taking a clip and then putting, of course, some type of a a an outraged uh, right. caption on it to draw attention to it, and then and then let it turn into the brush fire that it turned into against you because it's absolutely untrue. But as we all know in this world, no one – we don't read – we only read the headline. Right. And I bet you half the people didn't even didn't even watch the including, clip. Including the players. They have no idea what was said in the first two segments when I um, expressed concern for T. Higgins and happy that his mother was there right. because that's a tough situation. You know, a lot of times we think about the person that was injured, but we don't think about the person – who injured the player. Who was part of the play. Now, right. just so you know, T. Higgins' mom retweeted that video with an angry emoji face, which is amazing since you just had said earlier in the show how much that you felt for him and for her and that it was important for her to be there for him and all those other things. So, again, like it's, it's one of those things where – it's out of control. There's nothing you can do about it, Bart. You just yeah. have to. You just have to I, endure it. But you know, and I know, and Stephen A. knows, and those of us around you know that you never once yeah. tried to suggest that Higgins was at fault for what happened here. And, and, and anybody that know me, I, I don't worry about. Listen, they had to let me know that I was trending. I had no idea. But this is the thing. I'm comfortable with who I am as a person. And listen, I love living in my skin, and I got big shoulders. And I don't worry about what people believe or think of me. I know the truth. And, you know, if they want to see the truth, all they have to do is watch the beginning of the show. And they'll understand exactly what it is. Like, do your Mm -hmm. own research. Don't be controlled by somebody that's getting you with clickbait. And that's literally what that turned into. So, again, you'll be on first take tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And we we try to move on, uh, certainly from here. And the latest on DeMar Hamlin, for anybody that that has not heard yet, uh, the good news is, is that last night opened his eyes. Uh, was responsive. Uh, Adam Schefter and, and other reporters hearing from doctors saying that he was communicating uh, by writing things down. And one of the things he asked was, did we win the game? Which is just an amazing thing. Uh, they, they, they are very uh, hopeful and happy uh, that he is this responsive and cognizant. And that's, that stuff is obviously very important, uh, that he was gripping the hand of uh, a relative that his hands and feet are both, he can move them. That's all very positive stuff. His father yesterday had a Zoom meeting with the Bills players and gave them reassurance. And a lot of the of source told uh, Adam Schefter, the Bills players, said we, we needed that and that that was important. So all positive things continue to come out news-wise from the DeMar Hamlin situation as he remains, though, in critical care uh, at the University of Cincinnati Hospital. So we continue, of course, as more news comes out. We'll give it to yeah. you, but that's yeah, the latest keep, on that. Yeah, and keep it, and keep the energy there, making sure this young man is okay. Not right. at me. Like, let's not have fake outrage because you just want to jump on a wave. 
me, I can care less, do what you want to do, but I think the energy and, and well thoughts and energy should be put towards a young man getting better. And also T. Higgins. Yeah, I mean, again, these are players that I mean, as far as T. Higgins and the Bengals, I'm they part have to of I'm part again. of the brotherhood. I would never explain this. And there's a lot of times I went in a hole and I didn't know if I was going to come out the the same, right? I, I went in there, I played a position where you run at a fullback and you you ram heads like two rams, and you never know mm-hmm. who's going to come out. Some yeah. days, sometimes I came out well, injured. One thing sometimes we know, a player came out injured. Is we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on ninety eight point seven ESPN.